Welcome to Unmarvelous, a podcast about two millennials watching the Marvel movies for the very first time. In this first episode, we'll be talking about the first Marvel movie in the... Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, yeah. The Phase 1 or something? I guess. I think that's what it's called, Does Wikipedia say that? I thought I saw that somewhere. Uh, It sounds about right. Yes, we will be... You know, you know, we'll we'll be talking about Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, we'll stumble through this. It's Iron Man. It is Iron Man. That is the one that uh, the first one Wikipedia told us to start with. So yeah, that's we're what gonna, we're starting with. Yeah, and that's a good point. We're gonna start them all. We're gonna watch them in order of them coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a sinus infection. <laughs> Great way to start a podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. I was trying. Yeah. So yeah, I I think a good place to start, at least, before we get into Iron Man specifically, like I think we should talk about what we know about Marvel movies, just in or Marvel in general. Okay, here's what I know about Marvel. Wow, that's the pause (laughs) is uh, because there's not much. I I mean, can you name just some Marvel superheroes that aren't DC? Well, Iron Man is one. <laughs> Spider-Man is Marvel. Yeah, uh, right. There's some... The Avengers yep. are there. Can you name the Avengers? Captain... Not Captain Planet. Captain America. <laughs> Captain Planet. Although that would be a pretty cool Avenger. Yes. Uh, save the Earth, everyone. Who else is in it? Do you know? Black Widow? Is she a thing? Hawkeye? Sure. Yes, I do know Hawkeye. I've seen enough memes about Hawkeye being worthless. See, I I work with adolescents, so I know just, like, I know who they are, but I don't know, like, anything about yeah, them. Yeah, Hawkeye was, he was one of them. Uh, did I say the Hulk? No. The Hulk? But yes. Spider-Man? Spider-Man? You already said Spider-Man. Did I say Captain America? You did say, yeah, because you said <laughs> Captain Planet. <laughs> Is, is there it? any others? Yeah, there's a lot more Marvel characters. I thought we were just talking about the Avengers. Oh, well. Let's see. Okay, I, hold on, hold on, I got this. Uh, is Ant-Man one of them? Yes. Black Panther? Yes. There was one that was based off of, the look was based off of Vincent Price. That tells me nothing. It was one that you did want to see when it came out, I remember you saying that. Oh, Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. There's got to be more ladies, right? Um, I think that's kind of a common criticism, is that there's not a lot of ladies. Yeah, there was one that just came out, yeah. Oh, Captain Marvel? Yeah. Or do you, can you think of any that I'm not thinking of? I mean, I can think of other female characters, but I don't know of any that are... Or even any other superheroes in Marvel that I didn't come up with. Off the top of my I can't remember. I mean, I know, like... In the like I know a lot about X Men. That was what I watched growing up. So there are okay. a lot of X Men characters that I know of, but I don't think because of that there's like a thing with Sony and or no Fox and Disney that none of the X Men characters are in the Marvel universe yet. But I could name a lot of those. Okay. Oh, and Thor. Yes. Even though he's a Norse god, but he's a superhero. Yes, and there's also Loki. Okay, so we've got some character got names, some, yeah. and that's uh, that's about it for me. I can name characters, but I don't know too much about them. So what are the, just in general, like, what are the superhero movies you've ever seen? Like, just Marvel? Just in, or? like any superhero movie. I used to be pretty into Batman, so I think I've seen all of the Batman movies. Here's the thing about that is, sorry, if you, uh, two listeners we have, if you ever tell somebody that you like Batman, then for the next 10 years, every Christmas and birthday, you're going to get Batman things. Oh, yes, all the Batman things. Because I remember that that happened for you, and you still get Batman stuff occasionally. Even when you stop really enjoying Batman? And I don't know that I ever really loved Batman. Batman, it was more like a memory of watching the animated series with my brother. And I always kind of liked the idea of a superhero who was just like a human, like didn't have 
really any superpowers. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm older and wiser, I just feel like Batman could be spending his money a little more wisely. And yeah, uh, I was just gonna say like doing a little bit better <clears throat> job uh, preventing crime by uh, using his money. Yeah, making like social programs. Yeah, rather than just beating rather up people. than just yeah beating people up and throwing them in Arkham Asylum. As far as Marvel goes, for me, um, growing up. I think I leaned more towards Marvel. Uh, I just remember watching, like I said before, um, I watched a lot of the X-Men TV show with that really awesome soundtrack. I also watched the Spider-Man one that came around the same time. I just remember that one was really cool because the opening had like, it was Peter and there was a part of it where he was like being pulled between like Venom and Spider-Man, or is either Venom and Carnage, one of the two. I also played all the video games growing up. Uh, didn't read a lot of the comics when I was really young. Kind of when I started getting into high school and early college is when I really started getting into the comics. But I never really got really, really into them. But I, would, I could probably watch a movie and not be completely lost, is my assumption. I also thought for the longest time, because I never really knew anything about Iron Man. I just remember my brother liked him, and he had a toy that you could take off the Iron Man. Like, he was in his Iron Man suit, but you could take the mask off. And I thought he was Spanish. Like, I thought he was Mexican. Because hmm. he had, like, a little mustache. And he and I also remember watching Zorro right around that time. Ah, yeah. the and connection. So, yeah, and so when I first, like, when he first started getting popular and Robert Downey Jr. was playing him, I was like... He's not Mexican, is he? That's not Iron yeah. Man. <laughs> not my oh, Iron Man. turns out, nope, he's <laughs> just not, he's not Mexican. He's just a white guy. So that's kind of where I'm coming in from. As far as things I knew about Iron Man specifically, before we get started talking about it, oh God, why can't I talk? It is a little tiring. Like, yes. I'm tired just from yeah. this. As a note, we have been struggling getting our mics. Like, we've probably been working on this mic problem for at least, like, an hour, hour and a half. Definitely. So that was really draining. So as far as things about Iron Man that I didn't know before we watched the movie, I kind of just thought he was Marvel's version of Batman because I knew yeah. that he was a dude. He didn't have, like, radioactive powers or was from outer space or something. He was just uh, not really that normal dude because he's super rich. And yeah. that's that's basically all I knew about him. Yeah. as a, For me, getting more specific on that, I remember also when, like, I used to get him as a kid confused with The Rocketeer. Because I remember they, Disney made a movie, The Rocketeer, that came out right, right around the same time. And they're very similar, like dudes in really cool suits that can fly. I also, for some reason, have a very strong memory, and this could be a totally a false memory, but I really remember that he had to wear the suit because his, he was an alcoholic and his huh. liver was failing. But I don't think that was, at least okay. certainly not in the movie, but for some reason that sticks out in my head. Our cat, Jackson Ross, has just entered the room. He is hungry. He is wanting dinner. Yeah, so you might hear some meowing. Should we go ahead and get, yeah, started, get started about talking about Iron Man? It's really or as I learned, his name's Tony Stark. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's going to be really hard to do this podcast without singing Black Sabbath, because I don't want to get like flagged. The movie starts out with a nice ACDC jam. Back in Black, right? That's ACDC, right? Yes, that is ACDC. Yes, so I'm immediately turned off. You don't like ACDC? <laughs> it reminds me of, like, kids in high school that thought they were really cool. Like, it's an older band, and we're cool because we know ACDC. <laughs> ACDC always reminded me of NASCAR, because, like, it seemed like the people that were really into ACDC were either, like, metalheads or they love NASCAR. Which also still doesn't give me a good impression. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, nothing personal to you two listeners if you do enjoy NASCAR, but I, it's it's terrible. I don't I don't like it. Yeah. 
Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. Well, he's not Iron Man. Okay, yet. Tony Stark is riding in a military vehicle. Like a Humvee or something? Yeah, with some soldiers. He's also drinking. Drink. Right. Open container. Correct. Which I feel like this really sets the tone for this guy's character. He's also making really sexist and annoying comments. I didn't write down specifically oh, yeah. what he was saying, but just like... I'm immediately just like, why I don't, I already don't like this guy and it's five minutes in. Yeah. That was one thing that we kept thinking about watching the movie is like, I think we even timed it. Like at what point is this character somebody that we then root for? Cause for a while there, for a good chunk of this movie, I hated, oh, I yeah. hated Tony Stark. I'm still unsure that I have any good feelings towards him whatsoever. He's a I like I think for me he it's a he's a little redeemed but not by much. Not by much. The soldiers in Tony Stark mentioned something about a MySpace page which uh definitely dates the movie. Oh yeah. Does I, it, is MySpace still a thing? It is, but it's I think like they the guy sold it and now they it's just like a music platform. Oh. So then they're like talking and one of the soldiers, like, wants a picture. And I think that the point of him saying all these jokes is he's just trying to loosen them up, um, even though they're really bad and off-color. And then all of a sudden, the Humvee in front of him just explodes. Then he, like, wakes up and he's captive. Yeah, the thing explodes. He runs out of the car to, like, page someone or something. And then... The soldier. Uh, Tony Stark does, I believe. Y'all, we watched this movie a week ago, so be gentle with us. Not that any of you are listening, yeah. but be gentle. The, so what I do remember, though, is that he, basically he, like, wakes up, and he's, like, being held hostage by these rebels. Then it cuts back to a frame story, and it's, like, a week later, or a week earlier. So that's where we learn a little more back. Background about <laughs> background, background background about Tony Stark and how awful of a person he is. He's a smarty pants, though. See, like one thing I did notice because you said like he's the equivalent of Batman. Mm-hmm. I think that's really true. The only difference between Batman's character and Tony Stark's is that Batman's Playboy persona is fake, and Iron Man's is it's. Genuine, I can see that. Yeah, it's like Batman has to be a complete douche. So then, when he's Batman, right, people wouldn't expect him to do that. Whereas Tony Stark's just like, screw it. Yeah, he I'm started that out self-absorbed. He started out that way. Yeah, I'm so narcissistic that I do not care. So he inherited Stark Industries from his dad, which is a weapons manufacturer. So in this scene, Tony wins. Tony Tony Stark. That just doesn't yeah. sound like the name that fits him. So I'm. So it just doesn't sound right you to can, me. You the can name call Tony him. doesn't sound right. I'm just gonna call him Iron Man. That's fine. Now yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So Iron Man wins this award, but he's not there because he's the worst, right? Yeah, he's like gambling. So this other guy accepts the award. We, Rhodes, the, we, his friend. Uh, no, the. Oh, I'm sorry. The yeah. baddie, the yeah. Obi. Obadiah. Obadiah. Jeffrey, the dude. Yeah, so then we find out that he's been gambling and his time management skills are the worst. And it's like, why? 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 These are the people that are rich and, like, got nothing to worry about in life. Whereas, you know, other people have great time management skills and are very professional and don't make very much money. That's one thing I've noticed about a lot of superheroes is that, like, when you're talking about, like, Batman and now it's like, oh, it's just like a guy who doesn't have any superpowers. Really, though, his superpower and Iron Man's superpower are just white privilege. Exactly. Yeah. And money. That's their superpowers. So then um, his best friend, who's also a military guy, Rhodes. Yes, which I feel like we found out way, way late what his name was. But maybe I just didn't catch it. But then it goes a little bit forward, and they're in, like, they travel to the Middle East, where they where the story first started, but then on their way, like Tony Stark is like three hours late to getting on the the plane ride, and Rhodes is all mad at him, 
and then Tony's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, let's start drinking. And then Rhoda's like, no, we're working right now. And then Tony just starts drinking anyway. And so they're both completely wasted. I didn't like Iron Man to begin with, but the way he was pressuring that guy to drink just made me very upset. While they were at the, like, it was a job. Yeah. It was, it was work. Totally unnecessary. That you, they should be fired. Also, like, the f- the flight attendants were, like, being all sexy. Yeah, and they started doing a striptease. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the worst. What's that all about? This guy is the, is the freaking <laughs> worst. I just wrote in my notes, flight attendants are being sexy. This is weird. So that makes me wonder, did the, like, not saying that flight attendants can't also be sexy, but did they get hired right. for their flight Almost attendant definitely. skills? Almost or definitely. Yeah, I got to think he's, yeah. like, sexy first, skills later. You uh, skipped past the part where we meet Pepper Potts, the greatest name of anyone, probably anyone in the Marvel Universe, and I would know because I know all the characters in the Marvel Universe. It sounds like a Harry Potter character. Yes, and I am just hopeful that she is related to Mrs. Potts, the teapot in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Madam Potts. I think they're related. Probably. Right? There's some conversation between... Iron Man and Pepper, where he's like, I don't like when you have plans. Yeah, there's just this movie, he's it's red flags everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he should be called Red Flag Man. And it's like her birthday or something, she should have plans. Yeah, Treat like, yourself. I think they were trying to make it seem like there's this weird tension going on, but it to me, it came off that he's being a creepy boss, exactly. And he's like just trying to get in her pants. Pepper Potts, if you're listening to this. You're too good for You're better Iron than Man. Him. You're too good. You're too good. Treat yourself. Treat to yourself. Good, to a good person. Yes. Or or not at all. Yeah. You, know? you, you don't need, you don't you don't need, need anyone. A man. You don't need a man. Or a woman. Or a woman. See how progressive Or both or neither. So the reason they're on this plane is f- to go to this military Yeah, they're showing thing. their new Jericho missile yes. to the United States Army. And it's like this super fancy thing where it like it it's like one missile, but then when it, it shoots in the air, it basically does what Gandalf's dragon firework does in the first Lord of the Rings, and it splits up into like many different missiles. Ah. And instead of turning into a dragon, it just causes the havoc that a dragon would cause. I would have preferred a dragon. That would have made the movie way more interesting. Oh yeah. I would have loved this I will movie say, if though, there was a dragon. This movie the beginning of it, I was not expecting them to be like in the Middle East, right. being captured by that is true terrorists. So anyway, then after that presentation, he's so like, like the, there's one thing that came up that he basically is like, this is in the bag because he he like shows the missile going off, and then the people that are buying it are like they're clapping and they're happy, and then he has just like a box that opens, and in the box is just more booze. To, like, right. celebrate. This guy is so cocky and an alcoholic. Like, he already we've really seen just him drink. He needs some therapy, and there's nothing wrong with that, but he, he does. Yeah, we've seen him drink a lot so far. So then he gets into the Humvee, and then he's driving, and then that brings us up to speed where then it, it gets hit by a car or a bio, a, by a bomb, and then it he winds up in this, like, cave. And this is where in my notes I pointed out that we already had speculation that the uh, Jeff Bridges character yeah. was kind of the bad guy. Yeah, because I was like, okay, because here's the thing in like some character studies that if you want to make an old man seem like aggressive, you don't have him wear glasses because for some reason... If you wear glasses on old men, it makes them seem um, more trustworthy. Like Dumbledore. Yeah. And, like, I, I even know that sometimes when men go to court, like older men, they tell them to wear glasses even if they don't wear really? glasses. Yeah, because it gives them the appearance of them being more gentle and calm. and Like that guy on the staircase. Yeah, he that guy glasses. was weird. He also, like, it just seems like bald white dudes with beards tend to be bad guys. True. I guess Dr. Hugo Strange is the exception to that rule. He's a DC villain. Okay. Yeah, he was in charge of Arkham Asylum for a while. He knew Batman's... Never mind. All right. I believe you. 
So then he like wakes up in the cave and there's just like a strange man who's standing over him in a nice suit. And then Iron Man looks down and there's just like a car battery attached to his nipples. <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? I mean, essentially. I don't remember that. Okay, it might have been attached mo- to his nipples. But what like, a weird movie. There was a, definitely a car battery <laughs> with wires just going inside of his body. So this guy explains uh, this thing in his chest that's keeping the shrapnel from the explosion away from Iron Man's heart. The guy's name, by the way, is Yin. It is Yin Sen, which I keep every time I see it spelled out. I think of Yin Sid. Me too. From Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um, or just, well, was he in Fantasia? Yeah, or? he was in Fantasia. Yeah. So from now on, Yin Sin will be Yin Sed. Sounds, sounds good. For the rest of this podcast. He's not in it. He's not in long. it very long, but. Yeah. And so then, correct me if I'm wrong. He's like, I don't know why I'm still alive. And then the people that are holding him hostage come in and they're like, build that same missile for us. And he's just like, no. Right. And then you find out, though, that somebody has been supplying this terrorist organization with Stark equipment. And then he agrees to make it. After they give him some swirlies. That's right. Yeah. They definitely give him some swirlies. Yes. <laughs> Which, by a car battery, seems kind of dangerous. Correct. Uh, we find out that these baddies are the the Ten Rings. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that might be important at some point throughout these movies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Just know. Just making a note of it for the future. That's one thing that I've noticed in some superhero movies is, like, you have these horrible, like, terrorist organizations that are only in it for one thing. And then they get defeated once, and they're like, hmm. Yeah. It's like ISIS and the Taliban. They've been defeated a few times, but they don't just, like, throw in the towel after the first failed attempt. So then I guess Iron Man is like, okay, I'll build it, but I need all of this equipment and stuff. And he's using Yensid as a translator, because apparently this guy, he said it a couple times, he can speak, like, a dozen languages. And then he's like, so he starts building something. But it's not the Jericho missile. Whoa. So the first thing they build is like a little circle that glows made of wires. And <laughs> this is a very important thing that they just shove into his chest. Yes. And I think that's like the mini donut from the big donut at the end. The arc reactor thing. Oh, okay. I think like the big one at the end. Sure. He made a small one. Okay. And that's what was in his chest. Gotcha. Um, and that does the, the job of the car battery without it being a car battery. And so then they like he starts making this thing. You don't know what it is. Except actually you kind of do know what it is. Well, they find out later there's like the, that he has that sketch. Like for a while there you're like, I don't know what he's building. Yeah. He shows him... The little sketch. The sketch thing. of the, the suit. Yeah. The and costume. so this is like one of the first questions I have is like he's building this thing that's clearly not a missile and he's being filmed. Like they the the baddies, they stop him a few times. They like wouldn't they have stopped him sooner? Like if I was if I had a guy that was like, You need to build me this really powerful missile, I'd be checking on him daily. And they got better things to do and I mean, people do to they? bother. They're probably bothering all sorts of people. I mean, it seems like they're bothering doing people. Much. <laughs> well, uh, one of the bad guys comes in and starts talking about like history of weapons and like Genghis Khan and stuff. So yeah. he's probably doing a lot of research. So well, I, I mean, he... I mean, they're they're staying busy. Yeah. Well, and he's he was the red herring. That we called that when we first started watching yes, it. Yes, yeah. Like, you thought he was going to be the big baddie. We're so smart. We're so smart. <laughs> Figuring out this movie from... 2008. 2008. Based off of a story told to teenagers. And so then the guy, eventually, he kind of figures out, like, you're not building the Jericho missile. And then he comes in and gives a small lecture on Genghis Khan. And then he's <laughs> like, you have a week to actually... Or no, you have a... Was it 24 hours? 48 hours? Uh, 
some amount of time. Yeah, like, finish it. And he's like, okay, we're going to finish the thing that we were actually building, not your damn missile. And then it just turns out it's a giant suit of armor. Yeah, they build the suit of armor. The bad guys come in and try to, like, enter their little area, and it explodes. Oh, 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 this is when Yinsed gets his... uh, Machine gun oh and starts God. like going yes. crazy with it. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, I'll give him that. Oh man, if you've ever seen, there's a movie called Surf Ninjas that I highly recommend. There's a part in it that reminded me like almost exactly of that. That like Yensid gets this machine gun and he's just like running. There's one shot of him running through the hall of this cave and he's just pointing this machine gun up in the air and just shooting and he's just like ah and chasing him. <laughs> there's a scene in Surf Ninjas where Rob Schneider's character is holding a sword the wrong way and chasing somebody and shouting like almost the exact same. And it was it was so delightful that that, that was a crossover. So then basically Iron Man in his first clunky suit is just trying to get out of this cave. And at the very end, Yin Sid basically sacrifices himself. And like in his dying breath, he tells Iron Man like, what do you want your legacy to be? Be one for good. And I think that's the moment in the story arc that like he realizes like, Oh God, I shouldn't be making weapons of mass destruction. 38 minutes in, by the way, I did write that down. You've been making WMDs for your whole life. I don't know. It just seemed kind of a weak, a weak revelation. And especially because like someone else had to tell him that he can kind of come up with that on his own. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a dying guy had to be like, Hey, you're being a dick. Not so great, Tony yeah. Stark. Are like, you really that smart? Oh, whoa, you're right. I'm not being smart. I should stop doing that. So then he like flies away, and then he crashes. You did miss the part where uh, someone shot a bullet at him, and oh, it God. like banked off him and shot him in the head. Yeah, yeah, classic. yeah. That was like a weird. Was that like a weird uh, the slapstick was comedy weird. Yeah, kind of thing? It was just like it didn't fit. Yeah, and that's why it was hilarious to me. So go on. Yeah. So then he yeah. like flies away in his suit. Well, before that, he destroys all the weapons that were in that camp that were all the Stark ones. And then he flies away and then he crashes. And then kind of a, a, a semi like Deus Ex Machina happens where it's like he's like losing his mind. He's been traveling forever, dehydrated. And then just all of a sudden. Helicopters. Helicopters. <laughs> and it's like in my head, I'm like, wow, they couldn't think of how to get him rescued. Because, like, it doesn't make any sense that they would just, like, stumbled on him. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm wondering if what I was trying to talk about earlier with when Iron Man left the car to, like, page someone or something. Oh. I don't know if he, like, uh, I don't know. That's my only like guess. Like, call him and right. triangulate uh, the signal. Maybe. I mean, if that's the case, they never explain that. Yeah. Eh. Maybe you were just supposed to fill in the blanks, but I don't know. Seems like there's a few moments in this movie where you're just kind of supposed to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Here's what I have next. Tony Stark comes back and greets Pepper Potts annoyingly after three months. I don't remember what was said exactly. Something about how she like was on vacation or something. Yeah. Potts is saying that Tony needs to go to the hospital and like take care of himself, obviously. And he says he just wants a cheeseburger. Two cheeseburgers. Was it two cheeseburgers? Well, he ended up with two cheeseburgers. Oh, I thought it was just one. And then a press conference. Yeah. He gets Burger King. Of all the burgers. Yeah, I would have at least chose, like, Whataburger. Yeah. I mean, if you're going fast food burger. Okay. And you're also Tony Stark with more money. Best fast food cheeseburger. Okay, I have mine immediately. Okay. So... There's only two of them, I think, but it's technically a fast food joint. Okay. Um, in Wichita, Kansas, they have a place called Bionic Burger, and it's like the best cheeseburger I've ever had. They used to have them. They used to have more of them around the country, but I think right now there's only two or three that are still left. If it wasn't that, probably like Five Guys or Whataburger. I'd agree with Five Guys. I think I don't know why I asked because I don't really have that strong. I was gonna say like you don't like burgers as much as I do. I was more just upset with the fact that (laughs) Iron Man (laughs) got a Burger King burger. That's all. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how much money Burger King threw into. Oh yeah. So Wait, he no, gets... hold on, hold on. What would you choose for the cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah. I said five guys. You're like maybe five guys. Yeah, maybe five guys. Well, what's the, like, what's your <laughs> definitive one? I also really like Steak and Shake, if that counts. I've never been there. It's not really fat. Well, I guess they have a drive-through, so it is fast food. Steak and Shake, then. Okay. Or Freddy's, frozen fast food. Freddy's. That's fine. You're allowed. Oh, or Winstead's, but that's not really as much of a thing anymore. You're saying all the names of places I either don't like or They're all just been. like those thin steak burgers that you uh, don't like. Oh, the so. smushy. Well, it's not... So, okay, Freddy's, it's not that I don't like their burgers. It's that I hate their fries. Okay. Yeah, Steak and Shake has similar fries. And I probably wouldn't like Steak and Shake. Oh, I love just cramming a bunch of those little shoestring fries in a, my mouth. You just give me just like a deep fried potato <laughs> and put salt on it. I could. That's my fry. All right. <laughs> Back to the Iron Man. <laughs> so he gets he, his press conference. Yeah, so Iron Man like gets his press conference, and nobody knows at this point what he's going to be saying. And he like has everybody sit down at this press conference, and he's just eating this burger. And then he basically goes on this monologue about how he wishes he could ask his dad what he th- would think of his legacy, and what about killing all the supplying weapons that are used in wars and killing people. And then he just says like, so starting uh, immediately, no more weapons. And then it's the classic, like all the paparazzi and uh, the reporters (laughs) and stuff are like, whoa, 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 question, 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 click, 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 click. And then, and then the dude is like, hold on now. Well, he's, he's just uh, PTSD. Uh, Questions. We'll talk about this later. And then, like, right after that, is that right after that he, like, takes Tony and they're in where the big arc reactor is that's, like, powering the whole yes. facility? And that's when you know that he has, like, Obadiah then figures out that he has the mini arc thing in his chest. Right. And I think that's why he didn't go to the hospital. That makes sense, but I still feel like he needs... Someone to look well, at. think about the American healthcare system. He would go in there, they'd have to pay like a million dollars for him to be like, what? I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, he's got the money. But he's got the money <laughs> got to the make money his own solutions. To tell him nothing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that instance, I, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. But anyway, so Obadiah, he sees the little arc thing and he's like, whoa, you've kind of changed my mind now. We're going to really focus on this, but I need to do some like moving stuff around behind the scenes. You just take a vacation, just relax at home. I'll figure it all out. And then he goes home and this is where he asks Pepper to do something highly, highly inappropriate. Tony Stark, which still doesn't sound just correct. So then Iron Man asks Pepper how big her hands are. It's a joke. Get it? Is it a joke? I don't get it. It's a, it's, like, they wrote it to be like, what's the first thing you're going to think of? I don't get it. His dick. Like, are your hands big enough? Ew. Like, how big are your hands? Ew. Because when he said that, she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, because I need you to do this thing. It's yeah, like a misdirection. Ew. Okay. So he's upgrading the little glowy thing in his chest. The arc that's reactor. Keeping, yeah, okay. The, the little glowy thing that's keeping him alive. Yep. He takes the thing out, right? Yeah, he doesn't really ask her. No, he doesn't ask her anything. He takes the thing out and just directs her to do things as it's occurring. Instead of just, like, maybe telling her what to do beforehand so she's not, like, freaking out. Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, I would have been like, nope, I'm out. You got to go somewhere else. Because, like, this... Yeah, this made me really just not like yeah, this. <laughs> like, I already didn't like him. Like, right yeah, there. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Because, like, he w- would have just died if she didn't do it. Like, yeah. give her give her a heads up. Yeah, exactly. It was just so And it's not like, quick. it's not like you're, can you change my hearing aid? She, like, went elbow deep in his chest to, like, rip right. stuff out. I would think that is as intimate as you can be with somebody without oh, yeah. actually having sex. Yes. After all that occurs... Which he almost dies. She says, don't make me do that ever again. Which, there you go, Pepper, thank you. And he says, I don't have anyone but you. Manipulation. Manipulation. Mrs. Potts. You're better than him. 
So much better. Why are you around him? I don't I don't want to blame. Yeah, I was just thinking that. We're victim blaming. I definitely don't want to blame her. Tony needs to get his crap together. Yeah. He tells Pepper that she can get rid of the old one, but she holds on to it, which I guessed was going to be important later, and it was. I don't know if we're getting the timeline right. Like, after the chest thing, he just starts building another iron suit. This is a big question that I have. Why? Why is he building that? Is that part of the plan with cuz that would never I don't I don't feel like that was ever really explained that like he just cuz Obadiah all I remember is Obadiah's like okay yeah there's a lot of stuff that we can do with this arc reactor let me work on it in the back you just go hang out and chill. And so then he just is like okay and then he starts building this thing. Was it just because he was bored or like cuz like eventually he uses it to go back to that place yeah. but like was that his plan all along? I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like unclear. Yeah, and because I was either thinking that that like it was he had that plan to go back all along, or no, he didn't have that plan to go back all along, because what we find out later, so put a pin in that, or was it because he was bored, or was it that like oh we can use this instead of our weapons technology, maybe. But even then, like that is clearly more damaging than some missiles if you got enough people in it. Right. So that doesn't make any sense. So I, I was confused by, like... Right. Because it never really explained it, and he just built it for, like, at least 30 minutes. Just for funsies. And while all of this is going on, it is important to note that I think it's just Iron Man and Potts are the only people that know that he's building this thing. The Obadiah, the dude, doesn't know. We also learn that the desert, you know, Middle East place that he was at, people are starting to pick up the pieces of his suit. And so, you know, we're, we've found out that these bad guys are still alive somehow. Yeah, even though like there was a, a major explosion. Like, massive. He exploded at, like, mil, like multi-million dollars worth of Stark weapons. Mm-hmm. And everybody's still alive. Yeah. If anything, that just shows how bad his products are. So then, while he's, while Tony's fixing up his suit... He sees on TV that there's, like, a Stark charity event being held. And he's like, oh, I wasn't informed of this. I should go. And he's, like, not invited. And so he just shows up. And Obadiah is concerned that he's there. And just, like, just keep a low profile. Obi says that Tony has PTSD and Mm -hmm. basically wants to keep him out of the company, right? but, but, But before that, there's a reporter that you actually meet earlier in the movie that he sleeps with. Right. Um, who tells him, like, hey, I thought you were going to quit selling weapons. And he's like, we did. And she's like, well, here are some pictures of weapons, like a manifesto or something that just, or a manifest that just got, like, that it just got sold to a terrorist group. And he's like, I didn't know that. That wasn't part of my mm-hmm. thing. And then you go to, he goes to Obi, and Obi's like, yeah, remember how I told you that people think you have PTSD and, you, and they want you out of the company? That was actually me that did that. Yeah. And so then he gets really mad. And I think that's what gives him the idea to go in a suit and go to that place where the weapons were sold. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he had that idea until he found out that Obi... Okay. Yep. And that's that why I was sense. like, it doesn't make any sense I that he would I understand your question now. Yeah. It's like that question wasn't raised when he first started building anything. I think it's during this time that we find out that Tony doesn't know his own social security number. Yeah. But Pepper knows his social security number, right? Yep, yep. So here, here's the plot of Iron Man 2. Here it is. Pepper goes bad, and she steals his identity. Ooh, and makes a sexy iron suit? Yes. Iron pots? <laughs> I really hope that's what happens, but I, that, I, that'd be I really don't think it is. Uh, we have some more scenes of him, like, testing out his suit and stuff. There's a lot of that. He's testing out his flying ability and stabilizers. And honestly, the 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 best character in this whole movie is the robot. The, the computer? It, well, it's the robot that, like, ha- is in charge of the fire extinguisher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That yeah. is my favorite character. Is that... Um, the computer or whatever is Jarvis, Jarvis right? Jarvis, yeah. So is that all kind of part of the same system? I, I, th- I thought it was, but I thought 
like they were different entities. Like, I feel like Jarvis might be able to control it, but I don't think... Oh, okay. Because I think later in the series of movies, Jarvis becomes a person. Okay. But I don't know how or why. So we're coming up on my personal favorite part of the movie, where Iron Man starts flying in it for maybe the first... Like, in the new one for the first time, Yeah, 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 yeah. And he starts, like, zooming in with his little whatever you can zoom in with and there's these kids on a ferris wheel oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's just like zoomed in on these kids on this amusement park ride and one's got ice cream and he's like licks it and it like flops off the ice cream and he's just like what (laughs) best part of the movie hands down Mm -hmm. so then after that he is like i'm gonna go kick some ass and take some names and stop these weapons so he goes back to the Middle East to, like, the same people you find out that had the weapons that kidnapped him in the first place. And he destroys all of the weapons that were over there and then, like, beats up a bunch of the people. And the United States <clears throat> notices that there's, like, a some unidentified object that's attacking this base. And so he flies away, and then there's two American airplanes that are chasing him. And, like, while it's happening, they're, like, shooting missiles and stuff, and he's, like, zipping and zooming around it. And then our good friend Rowdy Randy Rhodes is there, and Tony calls Rhodes on his cell phone. I think it's the opposite. I think Rhodes calls Iron Man, right? Not that it really matters. They're communicating with each other. The guy who doesn't know his social security number put his cell phone in this magical suit that flies halfway across the world in, like, 20 minutes. Yes. Okay. So the planes are following. Yeah, they're trying to kill him. Him. Eventually, Iron Man tells Rhodey that it's him in a suit. Yeah, so then now that's two people that know kind of his secret identity. Like, it's not really established yet, but like, there's two people that kind of know he's masquerading around in the suit. And they call off the attack, and then it saves him, but he is, oh boy, he's wangled. He is. <laughs> Yeah, like he isn't isn't that when like he goes back to his base and like he's trying to get the suit off of him and then Potts walks in. Yes. And then he starts manipulating her again and pressuring her into hacking into their own company to like get secrets and stuff because he's like, "Well, if somebody is dealing these weapons under the table, I want to know who it is so then I can go and keep doing what I'm doing now and stopping those shipments from getting into the hands of the bad people as opposed to the good people that have the weapons." Sure. Yeah, the two listeners can't hear me roll my eyes. (laughs) Forgot to mention, at this point, too, there's this one short white guy that's like, Hey, I'm from this name that's really long. Oh, you're going to make fun of it. I sure know. Uh Who, like, keeps showing up. Who keeps asking to have an interview to debrief Tony on, like, what happened. Which comes into play later because the day that he shows up, is like the day that they scheduled that appointment that he didn't really intend on making. So she goes to the Stark Industries to his computer has a magic little flash drive that just magically hacks into the computer. I guess so. I wasn't really sure how all that worked, yeah. I guess. And then we find out that like, oh, whoopsie, the dude, Obi, he's the bad boy. He's oh, the bad guy. Oh. What, what? And that's when you and I mm. high-fived. And we said, let's call it a day. Yep. Because <laughs> we knew it all along. Yeah. And so then, like, when she's, like, taking all the information, who shows up at the door? It's Obadiah. It's, it's, yeah, it's Obadiah. And so then there's, like, that, does he know that she's looking up information? Because it's just, like, everything about this guy and all the illegal stuff he's been doing. And she's, like, trying to get everything on the computer. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, well, you know, I'm just really worried about Tony. He has PTSD. So Pepper gets all the stuff on the computer that she needs to get. She, like, kind of scurries out. But then Obi looks at the computer, realizes that she knows. Yep. And Pepper meets up with the agent Coulson. Yeah, the agent though, guy, yeah. The little Weasley mm-hmm. guy. And he's like, we're ready for an interview today? So Obi wants the bad guys. Well, Obi is the bad guy. All the bad guys are... Trying to rebuild this suit, but Obi is like, B-12, 
being real rude to this guy who's like trying to rebuild the suit. Do I think he was that? trying to. What they were trying to do was because they were he was building the suit in secret, and he was trying to cre- recreate the mini arc reactor. Okay. And that's what the scientist was trying to do. And he's like, we just don't have the technology for it. Right. And then Obi gets all mad and he's like, yeah, if you're able to do there it. There was a guy right, in right, the right, desert right, who did it with sticks. And anyway, what I'm saying is that this guy needs to quit his job and go to a manager who's going to treat him nicer. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's a very competent human being and does not deserve to be yelled at like that. Yeah, I bet when he's at home, he's like, I should have told him, like, why don't you build it then? Mm-hmm. So then, like, you also, I f- we forgot to mention, you also find out that the Ten Rings people were, like, being funded and, like, controlled by Obi the whole time. Because, like, he got the suit from them. And, like, he had this weird Men in Black thing where he would, like, push a button and they would just, like, go paralyzed for, right. like, a couple minutes. Yeah. And so then, Obi, like, while Pepper is with the agent and they're trying to find out where Obi went to arrest him. Obi goes to Iron Man's house and he like pushes the button and it makes Iron Man paralyzed. And this is the <clears throat> classic villain thing where Obi tells him like everything that's going on. Yeah. So now Tony knows classic stuff I was stuff just waiting right for like, there. is there, a, is he re- secretly recording it and it's going to come back uh-huh. into play at the end? Yeah. I never said that. Then, Obi takes his little chest thing like, out rips that's it out. keeping him alive. But he can't move because he's paralyzed. Right. Iron Man can't. Obi says that he's going to go kill Pepper and just leaves Iron Man just sitting there all paralyzed and junk. Yeah. So then Iron Man is like, he kind of gets out of it and he's crawling in his work garage place. And you see... His old arc reactor that Pepper ripped out of him, well, that he forced Pepper to rip out of him, is on, like, a, a table, because she framed it, and it says, like, proof that Tony Stark has a heart, which <laughs> I still <laughs> would disagree <laughs> with. Yes. And then he takes that, the old one, and he shoves it in his chest, with the help of that Rhodes guy. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to use it to go defeat Obi, but the suit that I made requires more energy than the old arc has. So he's like, oh, this is going to be it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's like when you're going on a big trip, like do you pee beforehand. I was making it interesting. <laughs> and then there's like this weird foreshadowing that like Rhodes looks at one of the suits and is yes. like, next time. And then he takes a car. So I don't know if like he's going to be in a suit coming up. He'd better be Iron Man. OK, Iron Man, too. <laughs> Pepper, <laughs> Pepper Potts goes bad. So we got Iron Potts. Steals, steals, <laughs> steals Iron, Iron Man's identity. Sidekick, Rhodey. Iron Rhodey. Iron Rhodes. The Iron Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no Tony Stark in it whatsoever. We're just done with him. Everybody just realizes he's a horrible he's, person. He's not the best. Uh, Pepper Potts is so much better. Yeah, she so, gets stuff done. So Iron Potts is what, you know... That's what I think is called, actually, is Iron Man 2, colon, Iron Pots. <laughs> or, then her sidekick would be Pan, then, right? Or uh, Chip. <laughs> That's two, right? Well, I was thinking, like, Throw Iron back Man to 2, Potts. colon, Iron Pots and Pan. <laughs> uh, that, one, that one didn't land very well. Hey. So, we're back with Pepper Potts and Agent Colson. They find the suit that... They find the suit. They what's, find the original the suit. suit. Yes, the, the original. The one that he had when he was trapped. And Agent Coulson says, looks like you're right. He was building a suit. Like, like you couldn't just trust her. You couldn't just, like. <laughs> yeah, we find out this guy is in a company that looks to superheroes specifically, and that surprises him. And then one of them even says, like, oh, I thought it would be bigger. And then immediately you see the actual suit that Obi was working on, and it's just, like, massive. So, Obi's in the suit. Iron Man comes in just in time, as superheroes tend to do. I am told. Obviously, I don't have that much experience, but I just, I feel like that's a superhero thing. Yeah. Come in right on time. Yeah. I mean, if that wasn't the case, then he would have died much earlier when he ripped the thing out of his chest. Yes. Because that was like halfway through the movie. So, this is when we get this weird scene where they're fighting, but then 
there's this car crash, and the lady behind the wheel slows down and honks the horn at the at the guys, right? Do you yeah. remember this? Obi picks the whole car up, and then Tony... Here's what I have. Tony zaps Obi and catches the car. Lady starts driving and runs him over. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense, though, because she's probably just so freaked out. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know that he's... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not oh, I thought I'm you... Not, I, the, your tone I'm made not, me think. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, like... I'm more reading my notes and trying gotcha, to remember gotcha, how gotcha, that gotcha. worked than being critical of this yeah, woman who's like, I mean, clearly if were, panicked if with, your car just got picked with up children. By an iron person, <laughs> and the other one, there's oh, two no, of them. Oh, no, no, no. Do yeah. not think I am blaming this lady. <laughs> <laughs> but it's through, like, them fighting that Obi then also says more about what his plans are, and he's like, ah, with this big power suit, I can make billions. I can sell these and be super rich. It's the next part of Stark Industries. I really thought for a second there he was going to say something about how, like, he actually caused the death of his father. I really thought that was going to come. Yeah. Because it just kind of, that seemed like it was his character. Okay, okay. Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the other Stark. <laughs> okay, so Tony and Obi still battling for a bit. Mm-hmm. Classic boring-ass battle scene. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this this is why I've avoided these movies, is because I don't care <laughs> about like these battles unless they're like kind of funny like when the bullet flew back and hit the guy like give me something here instead of just punch 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 pow whatever it kind of i don't know maybe in 2008 it was different but like the cgi was okay i don't know i wasn't too worried about that i guess i mean it just to me like i was i don't know so like they're fighting and then earlier in the movie when when you're talking about how he met that kid with the ice cream cone in the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Right after that, he, like, asked his computer that he hooked up into his head. The same guy who doesn't know his social security number <laughs> was like, what's the highest record for, like, a person going up that's not an astronaut? That's kind of what I gathered. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's this many feet. So he does that, and then, like, he gets, like, right to that edge, and his suit freezes, and then his computer kicks off, and then he falls down, and it melts. Which had to be... Like an Icarus thing, right? It had to have been. Yeah. But the, but the thing is though, like it's flipping off Icarus because like, mm-hmm. Icarus had like he died. Yep. He drowned in the sea. Yeah. So like, so the reason I brought that up is because then Obi and him are fighting, and then he's like, Obi's like, my suit's better than yours, and then they keep flying straight up, and then Iron Man quips like. Well, what did you account for the freeze? How'd you solve the icing problem? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How are they talking to each other? That's a good question. Because that's heavy metal. But maybe, like, through their little visor things, it's not as... But you gotta think how how fast they were moving, though. Like, you probably wouldn't hear it. That's... Yeah. They shouldn't have been able to hear each other. Yeah, and, like, I'm thinking, like, if you've been, like, on a roller coaster, it's really hard. Like, that's hard to talk when you're going that fast. You can't hear anyone next to you except just garbled nonsense. I mean, unless it's... this is Okay, this is one complaint I have about a lot of superhero stuff. It's like, when you come up to something like that, they just go like, oh, he made his suit can find radio frequencies and tap into them and then communicate with them. Yes. The same guy who doesn't know his social security number. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, he's like, can you count for the freeze? So they're both of their things freeze and then they fall back to Earth. And you think that's it for the old obster. Uh, here's all I have. As the movie went on, I got more and more tired of taking detailed notes, which was a mistake. I thought we were going to be recording right after we watched the movie, and then things just kind of got in the way. So I thought I'd remember things a little bit better. <laughs> here's what my notes say right now. Emergency backup power. Starts taking suit off. Obi's got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happens, yeah. Pots to the rescue. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony falls and his chest light flickers. Next scene. <laughs> Next scene. He's apparently okay. <laughs> Are you following this? Yeah, everyone? yeah. I completely okay. got it. Yeah. How about our listeners? You following this? I. You know what? I don't want to explain any of that. <laughs> And then uh, here's what I here's what I have next. 
reading paper that says who is the Iron Man. So yeah. the battle ended. Uh, Tony wins. Surprise. And then it's like maybe a couple days later or something. Yeah, or there's another the day after. press conference. Yeah. It's like the Agent Coulson guy gives him all of like his alibi. And there's like super detailed. He's like, just stick to the script. Yes. And then this is what this is what changes him from Batman for me. This is like when they're on there, he starts the press conference. And then the lady who the third time this lady has shown up, the first time she slept with him and she was like the reporter. Second time was the one she was the one that was like, I thought you weren't gonna sell weapons mm-hmm. anymore. And the third time she's like, You're gonna tell us you aren't Iron Man? And then he's like, oh, I'll just stick to the script. Starts reading it, and then he's like, you know what? I am Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to hear uh, Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne. And. Like, here's the thing. Maybe his character changes, but he's the worst. Yeah, he really is. There's also a part near the end where uh, he calls Pepper his girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, because she. All those experiences uh, just suddenly turned him into a monogamous. Like, how many times, I guess that's just men. I was going to say, how many times, if a woman says, no, I'm not interested, does it take? And I was like, oh, I'm just describing society. Society. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you yeah. sure are. Okay, I'm just thinking about characters, like superhero characters that I knew that are like horrible people and, you know, just kind of thinking about that character. And it's like, so Batman, when he's Bruce Wayne, is a jerk. Like, he's he's Iron Man. Like, he's Tony yes. Stark. But in reality, he's not. He's, like, very thoughtful. He's caring. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's not really caring because even if he's like, I don't kill people, he still, like, paralyzes them. You know, I don't know much about other, like, Wolverine. He's, like, really gruff, rough around the edges. But, like, if you learn a story, it makes way more sense because he's, like trying to remember his past and he was in this experiment, like he got kidnapped. He was this experiment that went wrong. It's like all of them have a reason for their character being like horrible. Yes. But it just seems like Tony Stark, you're just supposed to be like, Oh, he learned his lesson. Yeah. And I don't feel like, like he sold weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> like I can't get over that. You, you probably got, you gotta have some idea that that's, not good. Yeah, like, he just, like, one old dying guy was like, think about your legacy, man. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, and I never really, thought of it that way. Yeah, and it was selfish, too, because it was like he just, like, noticed that he was kidnapped. Like, he was kidnapped, and that's what, like, started that whole thing. So it's like if he was never kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it wasn't just like, like, if that guy came to him in the street, it was just like, hey you shouldn't do that because it's killing innocent people. He'd just be like, tell him to go, like, screw himself. Yeah. And then he didn't change. He's still horrible. I mean, <sighs> do you agree? Or, like, yeah, yeah, okay. you're right. And, I mean, I'm, you're right. You know, we're probably going to get... I'm just exhausted from this privileged white dude. I mean, I'm just and, tired. And, like, I bet the two people that are listening to this are really going to have strong opinions about why they disagree with us. Oh, I'm sure there's reasons. And maybe, maybe he gets better because yeah, he's he in changes. a lot of movies and people share memes about him. So maybe he's okay. Yeah. Like, and like, I know that in Endgame, the last one, he's like, I think he's like the sig- central figure of it. Hmm. So he's got like, there's got to be some really big significance to him. And yeah, maybe he becomes a really great dude. But for right now, I got to see more he's about got him. got the bare minimum right now. <laughs> Scraping the barrel, man. So, what did you think, like, what is your review of this? I am not a big fan of superhero movies, obviously. (laughs) Or I would have watched some of these movies by now. But I thought this was mildly entertaining. Maybe it's just because I wanted Iron Man to go down so badly. I don't know. I didn't hate it. Can we just leave it at that? I didn't hate it. What would you give it on like a... What's a what, oh, man, we got to decide. What's our scale going to be? How marvelous was it? Superhero to super zero. <laughs> what about super zero to superhero? That okay. makes more sense. That doesn't actually help no, us at all. it doesn't at all. 
Does that mean like a numerical scale? Just like a one to ten or one to five? Um, I always like one to ten because as a teacher it helps. Yeah, five just isn't quite enough because like your middle is like three, but it's like, uh, it's not quite a four. Exactly. Yeah, I think just entertainment wise, I'd probably give it a six. Okay. How about you? Well, so I, I mean, I think I, I generally tend to enjoy superhero movies more than you. I think growing up with them and, you know, with what my career is anyway, it, it kind of, I just seem to be really, I kind of get a little more interested in them than you are. I was not expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that movie. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I actually kind of liked that he was, like, kidnapped. Like, that just was very interesting to me. I wasn't expecting that. I just, I hate his character so far. I really do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was entertaining. There were moments that were, I thought they were trying too hard. It's by no means a perfect movie, but I could, for me, I could definitely see watching it again because there are moments that I really liked. I, yeah, I, I'd probably give it like maybe a, like a, like a six or a seven. Probably, yeah. you know, I, I can't say a six or a seven. I will give it yes, you a need six. To pick. I will okay. give it a six. What is the next movie on the docket? Well, let's consult the internet. The internet knows. My keys are very loud, but you still probably wouldn't be able to hear them. Wikipedia.com. Marvel movies. Okay. The Incredible Hulk. Does that sound right? I mean, that is a superhero. I know some things about him. I don't think I even mentioned him at the beginning as a character. That yeah, I you did. Did I? Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Unmarvelous. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or concerns or any additional information that isn't spoilers, feel free to email us at unmarvelouspodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out our social media. We're on Instagram at Unmarvelous Podcast and Twitter at Unmarvelous Pod. Later, nerds. One thing I knew about the Marvel movies is that after the credits, there's always something. So you're always supposed to like stick around for after the credits because doesn't like the creator have cameos or just something? Does is that a thing? What doesn't Stan Lee is in every movie? Yeah, he has a cameo, but it's not always at the end. No, he was in the um, he was Hugh Hefner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just assumed it was actually Hugh Hefner. I don't know what they look like. No, no, no. Okay. Well, anyway, so one thing I thought I knew <laughs> about Marvel is that there's always something after the credits, so yeah. you're always supposed to like stick around for something special after the credits, and I don't know if it's like supposed to... Uh, represent something that's going to happen later or, you know, like uh, a foreshadowing kind of thing or what. But were, they the, were they like the, was this film series like the ones that kind of popularized that? Like really popularized it? Are you asking me? Yeah. As I'm saying this, <laughs> this I realize person... this is not, you're not, I'm not going to learn anything <laughs> this new This is literally from you. the only thing I know about the Marvel <clears throat> movies is that there's stuff after the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of our credits, we're going to talk about that thing that happened mm-hmm. at the end of the credits. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm sure they'll catch on. Here's what I have. Here are my notes. Oh, God, I love this. <laughs> Your notes are the best. <laughs> Tony with Jarvis. Come part of bigger universe. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Avenger Initiative. <laughs> what? That's it. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, like he comes home and there's a stranger in his house, and it's Samuel Jackson with an eye patch, and he's like, "I'm the president of Shield. I want to talk to you about 
Avengers. Which means absolutely nothing to me. I mean, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I'm, the Avengers I'm sure is it has group. something to do with the Avengers. Yeah, I think it's like... Which the, is a group. He's like the guy that got them in one room, like fighting under the same name. <clears throat> Makes sense to me. Yeah. So I think he's kind of essentially like, if you think about old wrestling, it's like Bobby Heenan, who was the guy that figured out like he should get Ric Flair and Rick Rude and... And all those guys together, he's like the same person. He gets all of the superheroes together, and he's like, hey, let's make a big boy band of superheroes called the Avengers. (laughs) And you guys can fight crime together and be on merchandise. And get on the stage and sing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen Hulk is a thick All the women will fawn over you. Hulk is thick. (laughs) Avengers out. All right, thanks for listening.